We're now listening to the Nick's State of Mind podcast, presented by Elite Sports Radio. And now, your hosts, Chip Murphy and Matt Castillo. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Nick's State of Mind podcast. I'm Matt Castillo with Chip Murphy, and we had this whole show planned out today. We had everything planned out. You know, we talked exactly what we we're going to talk about, all these segments, all that good stuff. And then sometimes in life, you get a little bit of a curveball. Things come at you, and you're not expecting it. And it's great. The news today is great, and this is what the podcast will be centralized. It'll be a quick hitter dedicated to the news that the New York Knicks have their next head coach, as David Fisdale is named the Knicks head coach. So like I said, we are going to break down this decision and we're going to give our opinions on it and look at different angles. Uh, And Chip, we'll jump right into it. I'll start with you. Fizdale is our new head coach. What do you think about this hiring? I'm thrilled about it. I think the Knicks have done something right. They've they've hired the right guy here. I said it uh, the last time we talked about the coaching situation, I would have been okay with Budenholzer or Fisdale. Okay. And they got Fisdale. So uh, I think we both agreed, not Mark Jackson. So I'm glad it's not Mark Jackson. Right. And I, it doesn't appear as though he was ever a serious contender. Um, and yeah, Fisdale, it's, look, he's widely thought by pretty much everyone to be the top contender, the top candidate uh, for pretty much every job out there. Uh, Budenholzer, I guess, now is also the top candidate, too, With uh, along with him. He was just let go by Atlanta. But, yeah, he's interviewed for, like, every job. Apparently, he turned down Phoenix to take the Knicks job. Uh, yeah, I'm really, really happy to have the guy. I mean, uh, of course, love the fact that he coached under Pat Riley, uh, then coached under Eric Spolstra, won a couple titles with the Heat. He's uh, best known for that being close with James and Wade and those guys. Um, and then he coached with the Grizzlies last year, had that one season there, uh, went to the playoffs, got bounced by the Spurs. Uh, they had a top 10 defense, actually. I wanted to look up at their stats. Uh, they played, uh, I think yeah, they were 28th in pace. They played slow. But I think that probably had something to do with personnel. So who knows what what he'll want to want to do something different in New York. But uh, they were seventh in defensive rating, which is really encouraging. I know he's a defensive guy, so that's good to see. And uh, he had that memorable uh, moment in the playoffs against the Spurs when he the take that for data thing. That was him for all the, right. <laughs> for all the Knicks fans who don't know him. And um, yeah, I. I, of course, he was fired 19 games into the season this year. All the controversy around did Marcus Ole have him fired or whatever, or did he just like did him and Marcus Ole hate each other or whatever? Who cares? I mean, the Grizzlies stink, and I'm sure he's happy to be out of there. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's 
a very smart move by the Knicks, and it's encouraging that this is the direction uh, Steve Mills and Scott Perry decided to go and not in the uh, more classic Knicks direction, like, say, hiring a uh, Mark Jackson or Mike Woodson kind of guy. <laughs> like, I, I like it a lot. I really think it's a very smart move. And uh, But speaking of Mike Woodson, I think it's smart to point out, and uh, he was Mike Woodson's assistant in Atlanta. Uh, and apparently Woodson was talking to reporter like the post or something and said that he would be okay coming back as an assistant for Fisdale. Yes. So I guess the door is open to uh, Woodson. So Woodson may be coming back after all, there may be a Kurt Rambis situation there. Hey, I would like that. uh, Mike Woodson. I would like that. Having Woodson as an assistant coach. I, I think, yeah, you know, as we talked about Woodson, we we both felt like it wasn't the right time for him to be the head coach of the Knicks, but absolutely, mm-hmm. I take him as an assistant. You know, I have, I appreciated what Mike Whitson did for the the Knicks at his time being the head coach, and uh, I would love for him to come back. He's definitely better than Kurt Rambis. Now, with this hiring, it's kind of funny because you see his overall record, a fifty and fifty one career record as a head coach. And usually, you don't get too excited about that. You think, oh God, we got another guy who's losing a record. But this is a guy that is highly regarded. You know, every coaching job that came available, I believe that David Frisdale was probably on the top of their list, close to it at least. Uh, His name has just been thrown out there. You know, obviously, as you mentioned, he worked for ESPN after he was done being the head coach of Memphis, and I think that even helped his popularity even more. Um, And overall, at the end of the day for me, it's not so much that I'm filled with so much excitement, but I'm not angry either. And I think that's a positive right there, because usually when we hire a coach, it's kind of just, we hire Derek Fisher. You know, we hire somebody who has absolutely no experience. I'm just glad that we have somebody who has some experience, number one. Number two, this is a guy, again, that a lot of people have, you know, a, a they have a, they, they think highly of him. You know, this is, every job I've seen that has opened up, his name has been put in that coaching search. So, you know, and, and again, I think it's a very friendly pick towards like the media. The media is not going to criticize him. Uh, or criticize the Knicks for this hire. It, it makes a lot of sense. But, Chip, let me ask you, one of the things that you you said you wanted in a coach was a guy that could develop players. Do you think Frisdale is the kind of coach that can develop our young guys? I do, yeah, because I think he was involved in a lot of that kind of stuff when he was with the Heat. And the Heat were great. The Heat were the Heat are great at that. They're as good at that as anyone in the league. I mean, you look at all like the second round guys and undrafted players that they use in such big spots. The Heat are great at that. So that's, yeah, I'm really, I'm not worried about that at all. I think I would be really happy if he'd like brought a Miami, you know, Juwan Howard interviewed for the job. I'd be happy if he like brought Juwan Howard with him or something like someone from Miami. But 
Look, yeah, I'm not worried about player development at all with uh, a guy from the Miami Heat. No, not at all. I think we'll be fine in that area. He has, as we mentioned, or you mentioned, Chip, uh, those reports that supposedly that there were some uh, animosity between him and uh, Marcus Saul. Does that concern you a little bit that it gets around the league that maybe players are aware of something like that and it could hurt the Knicks even more than already they, they struggle in free agency? Don't you Do you see that possibly being an influence on a player's mindset? Like, oh, this guy had a problem with him or you don't think it's going to have that much of an impact at all? I don't think it's going to have that much of an impact. I kind of see it as an outlier situation because players seem to overwhelmingly love the guy and came out in huge support of him when he was fired. Right. Um, I think maybe Gasol is just a little sensitive kind of guy. And uh, I think he was, you know, kind of maybe in the wrong in the whole situation. But uh, this is the NBA and player doesn't get fired. The coach does. So, yeah, I I don't think Fisdale is hurting in terms of his – the way he's viewed by players just because Marcus Gasol didn't like him. I mean, it's not like, you know, LeBron loves him. So, and it's not like, it's not like LeBron doesn't like him. You know, it's just Marcus Gasol. So it's not like, yeah. it's not like Kevin Durant doesn't like him or Steph Curry doesn't like him or something. You hear what you just said, Chip? LeBron likes him. Yeah. That yeah. means he's coming. Yeah, exactly. I'm waiting for that. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. Cause you know, that's going to happen. LeBron loved him. So that's he's going to come to New York. It's obvious. That's that's yeah. I'm I'm somewhat joking, but I guarantee you, somebody will say that. I promise somebody is going to think of that and think that is the they they solved where LeBron's going. They know where he's going, and it's just comical. And the reason why I asked you that in the first place, though, is because you look around and you see you know what other fans are thinking and. A lot of people have questioned that that right there with Marcus All. Why would we get a guy that had problems with one of the star players in a locker room? Uh, you know, will that affect us free agency? I'm right there with you, Chip. I think the overall uh, the league loves him. It's not just it's not teams that just love him. Players love him. They they say high things about him. Dwayne Wade. Why I believe they were still in the playoffs. I think it was either in that first round or or maybe right before the regular season ended. I was asked about Fitzdale and, and becoming a coach, and he, he flat out said the Knicks would be very lucky to have a coach like him. Now, another criticism that I see some fans have for him, Chip, is that he was an assistant with the Miami Heat, as you mentioned, and he had you know the superstar players there uh, and Eric Spolstra as the head coach, and people think that he kind of just rode the success of uh, the players they had and Spolstra himself. And then when he got his first kind of the head coaching job at Memphis, it kind of showed that he really isn't a head coach. Uh, what what do you make of that criticism that some just believe that he just rode the success of Miami that made him a likable guy, a likable coach option? Well, I, I don't buy that really. I, I, I think that he proved, even in just that one year in Memphis, that he is a legit head coach. Just be, I know it was only uh, a first round in the playoffs, but 
I think he established an identity with that squad. Even I know he had one of the best point guards and one of the best big men in the NBA, but uh, he got them to play out and he, they played really well against that uh, Spurs team in the first round. And no, I, I think he's more than, I, I mean, is the argument you're making that he's like, just maybe like a, uh, an assistant coach and that's it. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're saying? Basically they're saying that he, he had success or, or only became a popular option because of the success the Miami heat have had. So they, they question his ability to be a head coach. Well, he did become a popular candidate because of the success the Miami. And heat that's the case I mean, for so that's many. a fact. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fact. I mean, that's how guys, that's how guys become head coaches. Exactly. I mean, Knicks fans love Jeff Van Gundy. Well, Jeff Van Gundy became a head coach because he was the assistant for Pat Riley. So, I mean, exactly. that's the way the world works. It doesn't mean he can't coach as a head coach. I mean, like, I mean, I think he proved, like I said, in his one year in Memphis, and I know he was there 20 games this year, that he knows what he's doing. I mean, I think he uh, clearly, guys... Uh, like him, save Marc Gasol. But um, I think he can come in and, as they say, establish a culture. Uh, And that's the most important thing right now. And I'm not not worried about his – the least of my concerns are uh, him not being able to coach. I think he's going to be able to do that. Uh, I'm worried about – the roster that he's going to have to coach because I'm worried about the roster that he's going to have to put out on the floor, not about whether or not he can actually coach because he's not going to have Chris Stapps. And it's just, it's still regardless of who the coach is. And I think we got a good coach. Yeah. The roster is still going to be without Chris Stapps. It's still going to be pretty ugly because they're not going to be able to add anybody via free agency. So it, it could be, pretty brutal um so yeah i i don't buy that criticism of him i I think i think the guy can coach i think he proved it in memphis yeah and i think again those are just some of the complaints that i've seen about him you know and and my personal feelings again yeah i i keep saying it because it's the truth i don't think it really matters who the coach is number one as you just alluded to we don't really have the players and, and our owner is an idiot uh so it's going to be curious to see if somebody can come in and kind of give some hope and get this team moving back in the right direction. And Chip, you 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 know just talked about it a little bit that it's going to be tough without Przingis. And one thing that I want to kind of tell the fans, and and maybe there are some fans who aren't thrilled about uh, Fisdale, and I know some guys are absolutely in love with like Mark Jackson becoming the head coach of the Knicks. Uh, something like that, and they're going to use probably what's going to be a, a struggling season next year uh, to be like, I told you so. It, 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 this is going to take time. I don't care who you bring in, and this is what you were saying, Chip, and I'm kind of just piggybacking off of it. Uh, I don't care who you bring in. When you have the best player on your team hurt and out, doesn't matter who your head coach is, you're going to struggle. Uh, so next year... And I know it's New York, and everybody has that win-now attitude, but it's not going to be the case. Uh, I think probably in the next, maybe next season, after 
uh, this upcoming one, that's when we can really see what direction this team's going in with uh, Fisdale and really evaluate the job he's doing then. I think next year it, you can't fairly do it, even though some are going to try. But I'm just – be patient with them. Um, and I, I think the Knicks, as you said, Chip, you think they did something smart. Look, this is a very popular guy, and I think in the end – uh, hopefully this is the, the guy that can help turn it around. I, I have my question marks, but really all these candidates that we had, I had some question marks with anyway. So this is one of the guys that had the least amount of question marks with me. Just a few things. Uh, so I, I'm talking more to the fans right now that might be angry about this decision or look for any reason for him not to be uh, the head coach. Give him a chance. Give him more than next year because it's going to be rough. And I know we said that last offseason, and it turned out to be rough, even though the, the hot start early on. I don't see a hot start happening next year with no Brzingis uh, in I the don't rotation. Either. Right? No. You know, we're going to struggle. I don't envision that. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it, don't don't expect that and see the fool's gold that we have then. Be patient with it. And, Chip, I'm going to ask you, what what do you think stood out about Fisdale for the Knicks? Uh, you know, Perry – and Mills that were making this decision. What what stood out about Fitzdale that um, he, he's the guy that they chose to lead this team? I think the Miami thing probably had a lot to do with it. His pedigree coming from Riley, uh, being from Miami, the fact that he can, they feel like he can change the culture there. Uh, also, the fact that he's a defensive guy. I hope that had a lot to do with it, the fact that he's a defensive guy. I think it did also. Um, I think I, I don't don't quote me on this. I think that he's has some sort of uh, relationship with uh, Steve Mills. I'm not 100 percent sure, um, but yeah, I don't think either one of them has ever actually worked together with uh, Fizdale, which is why I think that uh, David Blatt was considered more of a favorite than him because uh, him and Steve Mills have known each other for so long. But I think they went with Fisdale because of his history with, you know, Pat Riley, regardless of the way Knicks fans feel about him, I think he's still held in very high regard in New York. And the fact that David Fisdale coached under him and won championships as an assistant uh, gives him a lot of regard. And the uh, the fact that he was the most high-profile candidate and every other team in the NBA wanted him, right. I mean, that, that also helped his appeal to the Knicks as well. Um, and he's also a very, from, from what you hear, he's also a very charismatic, likable guy. You know, he was on TV. People like him. Everybody around, he's one of those guys everybody around the league likes. You know, so Mike D'Antoni is one of those guys, too. Everybody likes Mike D'Antoni. So that's why that's one of the reasons why the Knicks hired Mike D'Antoni, because everybody liked him. But, um, yeah, he's he's it was a smart hire and I think they did the right thing. So uh, and uh Glad it's not Mark Jackson. So there's that too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and another point you make up is that, you know, with him being a part of the media, he's going to know how to handle him. That, that's, people don't realize that's a big part of being in New York. You've got to be able to handle the media because they'll eat you alive. 
I think with him having that media background, even if it was for the just a few months, I, I, he'll know how to handle the media. And as you mentioned, people like him. Uh, so that as- aspect is certainly going to be one of his strengths. And, and I also do say this a lot of the times when analysts are hired, they do, really do get a different perspective uh, being able to watch the game because all they do is watch basketball. You know, as a, a basketball expert that he's on ESPN and all these shows, all he does oh. is watch basketball. All he does is watch film. And, and, and you learn different things. You learn about not just – you know, he he's learned not just about this New York Knicks team. He's learned about other teams, which will help him prepare him game plan uh, for, you know, when he's facing opponents. But, of course, I'm sure he already has what he feels he can do with this team. And, and I'm sure when he went into the interview process, that's one thing that probably stood out was, hey, look, I've seen this. I've seen this. I know I can fix it by doing this. Or I feel like our strength is this. We get this guy back. Here's what I'm going to do with him. This is what I saw. This is what I did hours of studying for. When you are in that analyst chair, you get a whole different perspective about the game. And I think it actually makes you better as a coach. And I've, I have heard coaches say that somebody who's coached a team, learned from that, got fired, whatever, didn't work out. They go be an analyst and they get another chance to coach again. They have learned something new. They, they learned a, a different aspect about the game they didn't see at first. So a lot of times analysts, and I know it was just a short time, but a lot of them learn and, and pick up something new about the game, and it, it helps them as a coach the next opportunity that they get. So I, I'm, I think that has a big influence on uh, one of the reasons why he's hired. And again, as we've talked about, if you don't believe us when we say Fisdale is, on every candidate's list. Go ahead and look at all the teams that are looking for a new head coach before today. I guarantee you everybody that covers that organization, you will find his name on the list of a coach that they they think should be hired by their team that they cover. And I guarantee you, no, we don't have the general manager's list of coaching um, guys that they want, but I promise you all these teams had his name we list. have Woj's, which is just as good. Exactly. We have Woj's list. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, it, it's it's kind of, it's, it's, it's nice to know that for once this is something popular. Not, not necessarily does a popular thing always work out. But this is something that you're not going to see negative publicity about the Knicks because this is a guy that so many people wanted and he took the job with us. I, I think that's a, a positive. I think... As you mentioned, it's the first time in a while the Knicks took a smart approach to doing something, and hopefully, again, this is a step in the right direction. And I think Knicks fans should be excited about this. And uh, as we got a few minutes left, Chip, do you have any closing remarks you want to have on, on this uh, this hiring of Fisdale? The Fisdale thing, I, no, I don't think I have anything else left to say about it. I'm just very excited that they hired they made the right move in my opinion i i like i said last week that it's time for them to make a a star superstar big time hiring we're the new york knicks it we don't as much as i'd like jeff hornacek the guy he's not like a big time hire 
kind of guy. You know, we need to hire like a legit elite coach. And that wasn't what Jeff Winterchek was. Um, I wanted to bring in a legit elite coach. And I think that's what David Fisdale is. And that's what the Knicks did. It was a home. You know, the phrase home run hire is usually attached to like college football and stuff like that. But I think in this case, I think you can say this was a home run hire for the Knicks. It really was because you can you can go to free agents for the first time in a long time. The Knicks have a coach that they can use in right. free agent meetings. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time that was the case? <laughs> um, this this is huge. This is huge for them. Yeah. Yeah, and again, just what I want to finish off with is just I, I know there are some people who wanted a, a Mark Jackson or somebody else to be hired. We had the poll up; they were different. You know, the poll wanted um, you know Fisdale to be the coach, so I think the majority of Nick fans are happy. But speaking to the the, the people that do not want him to be the head coach, to, please just don't do that annoying thing when they, when they're struggling next year and trying to blame him and then tell me Mark Jackson would be the guy that would turn it all oh, the way around even this year. Don't Christ. don't don't be that guy. Nobody <sighs> likes that guy. Don't don't do it. Please don't do it. It's it's a waste of time. Um, no, nobody's going to buy into what you're saying. And you got to give this more than a year. And I know we're Nick fans. We're impatient. I get it. I understand. But. You got to understand that this guy has his best player on the shelf. It has nothing to do with his coaching abilities. Uh, if he is developing our young guys and they're taking step forward, and we're still losing, fine. Well, we, you know it's coming. Same thing. Look, and I, I mention this guy all the time because I have such a high level of respect for Brett Brown in Philadelphia. Uh, they won fifteen, sixteen games. A season early on in his coaching tenure there, but he got an extension. Why? Because look at the way those guys played. They weren't any good, but yet they went out and just hit you in the mouth and gave it everything they got. And those young guys started to develop into big time players. Now look at them. That that's the only thing I got. I, I I'll finish up in saying to those fans who might be disappointed, please don't be that guy. Saying there's just no point in it. But uh, we'll be back next week for another episode of the Next State of Mind podcast. Uh, we'll get to some of these topics that we had planned for today and had a little bit of a change up. And, of course, we'll kind of, as more details get worked out, uh, we'll be back next week to talk about uh, the hiring of, of David Fisdale and, and um, yeah, everything else we had planned. Because we had a plan, big show, I promise you. I promise you we had a big show planned today. Uh, but we will get all to that next week. So thanks for listening.